0: Praise the Lord and good day to you. Welcome to the broadcast today, the Old Path Bible Study. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. Glad to be with you all today, whatever day this is for you. And uh, we're just always excited about sharing God's Word just gathering around the Word of God and allowing the Holy Spirit to impart the truth to our hearts that we need with just uh, without all the other mumbo-jumbo, just the Word of God, just to ever moment by moment faith in the sacrifice of Christ. How beautiful is that? You know, there have been ministries throughout the ages that God has used to spearhead certain movements, like in the early 1900s when the uh, baptism with the Holy Spirit, God began to reveal that to a people who would believe the word and, and stand upon his word. And, and over the last 25, 26 years, the Lord used Brother Swaggart in Baton Rouge, Louisiana and the ministry there uh, to spearhead the, the movement of the, the, the knowledge of not only faith, being justified by faith, but only being sanctified by faith in the cross but there but there continues in this movement to be a a a growing process and and now those who have learned uh, through trials and and wanting to please god scripturally that there is a lot more than a sound theological doctrine about the cross and how the word Uh, portrays Christ, how it pertains to Christ, but it's also about how it pertains to Christ living in us and us living by his faith. Yes, we live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. And there is a great shifting right now uh, and a great movement taking place and a gathering of all those who are, listen to me very carefully, there is a great movement right now to to uh, among those who are learning to live this message learning to not let go of this message learning to boast in nothing but this great truth to be more determined day by day to know nothing other than Christ and him crucified we, we the lord is 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 teaching a people who will walk with him in the only place he walks which is in the light of his righteousness how to live moment by moment, how to remain focused on what He did in His Son at Calvary. This is not a a Sunday morning message, a Wednesday evening message. This is not a this or that. This is every everyday, moment by moment, our mind staying upon the Lord that we might have that perfect peace that He paid for at Calvary's cross. And now we, we we God is taking a people who have grabbed a hold of this message and he is teaching them to live moment, moment by moment with this focus, moment by moment, message by message, song by song, step by step. I'm talking about bringing every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. It is a great move of God. Some have... Uh, through the years have grabbed a hold of the theological soundness of the message of the cross and we've learned how to say all the right things and 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 we've we and they are right we've learned how to talk about the cross we've learned how to uh, see the scriptures in the light of the cross but the holy spirit wants much more than that he wants to be able to apply this great truth, and he wants to be able to apply this great truth every moment of every day. He wants us to learn how to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. He wants us to learn how to never leave our walk with the Lord in the light, that our fellowship might be moment by moment, one with another, And that precious blood of Christ cleansing us moment by moment. Uh, Listen, we don't have moments that we need to spare. We need to be found not walking as though foolish but redeeming the time. What time? Every moment of your little short vapor of a life. Uh, this is not just a good message not just a good message we say is full of power if we believe that it has the power to live unto god with the fruit of salvation he he's expecting to see that moment By moment. And if the people of God are going to be expected by God to live moment by moment, bringing every thought captive to the cross of Christ, that's his obedience. Then the ministers are going to have to catch on fire again about this cross. They're the ones who are leading the congregations. They're, they, we, we're not going to be able to mix and match and allow this and allow that. We're moment by moment, every message. That's right. Call it what you will. We listen. There. Let me say it again. There is a great movement right now and a great. Separate. It is a separation. It is a division taking place. Some say, "Well, uh, there's there's division in the uh, cross preaching community." Well, they they're they're not wa- they're not walking where I'm walking. There's no division among the cross preaching community that I'm a part of. So I I, I, I don't I don't I, I know what they're saying. But the ones who are saying those things are not preaching this moment by moment walking in this moment by moment and they're also not taking a stand against everything that's not this the the amount that to the degree you stand against false doctrine to that same degree, will you be determined to know nothing other than Christ and him crucified? And I felt like I need to say those things this morning because there is a massive movement right now. And what's happening is those there are those who are deciding what and who they're going to follow. Am I really going to follow the message of the cross? Am I really going to subject myself completely to that? Boast in nothing but that, determined to know nothing but that? Or am I going to reword that and redefine that just so I can keep following some individual? There is a massive move of God taking place right now. And it is those who are determining to know nothing other, to boast in nothing other, and to follow only this message as the Apostle Paul would preach it. And then there are those who are just deciding they're going with him or her or them or whoever. I've been through too much without the message of the cross. Let me say that again. I've, I've taken too many steps during my Christian life without the cross. I don't want to take another step. I don't want to, I don't want to have another anything. Without a focus of Calvary's cross, and and I and I'm just I'm glad and thankful and excited and rejoicing to be able to stand with those who are standing on the Lord's side. Not talking about those that say they are. I'm talking about those that it's seen. Those who those who are on the Lord's side and they're standing. It's obvious. It's obvious. And, I, and, and I'm th- the, the, the blasting and the, the things that are, they're going to get more uh, it, all that's going to be more and more in the days ahead. It's always been that way, but there will be a remnant who's carrying nothing with both hands other than that blood-stained banner. And I promise you, my friend, if you're still trying to figure out really where you need to sell out to, it's at the cross. That's where you need to sell out to. And when you do, then the Holy Spirit's going to teach you that you hadn't got any business listening to anybody declaring, preaching, teaching the Word of God that's not pointing you to the cross in those messages. Doesn't have to be me, doesn't have to be him or him, but it's got to be somebody who is a minister of righteousness that means they open the Word of God which all of his words are in righteousness and they point you to the only place righteousness comes from initially and every moment of every day the cross of Christ many are still struggling with people people music And there is a weeding out right now. There is a separation taking place. There's always been. All throughout the stories of the Bible, there's a weeding out. There's a a separation, and not just between the wheat and the tares, but within nothing but the wheat, there's a separation. There's always only been a few that wouldn't bow the knee to philosophy, psychology, wouldn't give one moment to it, like the Apostle Paul said. These folks that thought they were of something, they meant nothing to me, he said. He said, and they're not going to move me, not for a moment. So there is a massive move of God taking place right now. And those who have learned and are learning the way of the cross, it is the way of the cross. Not just the message of the cross, it is the way of the cross. They are seeing things that they know are wrong. And some are seeing them and, exp- and seeing what needs to be done, and they're coming out from among them. Others are making excuses why God's holding them there. My friend, God's told us to turn away. Turn away from these things that only have a form of godliness but deny the power. I felt like I need to say that this morning of the Holy Spirit, and I'm glad I did. And I know many, many will be touched. Many may be angered. But there is a move of God, and it won't be stopped or hindered by anyone. It won't be stopped or hindered by anyone. We are so close to the coming of our Lord to get His church. That this movement will not be damped, not be dampered out, it'll not be knocked out, it'll not put the flame out. Many will lose the fire, many will lose the flame, many will stop hearkening unto the truth of the cross. But that all will not. This all will not. Throughout the church age, this message has come on the scene, and men have have, have for what all the reasons that are there, the cares of this life, basically. Have have dampened this message, snuffed it out for the most part. Not this time, my friend. Matter of fact, it's going much further this time to where we learn to deny ourselves, take up our cross every moment, moment by moment of the day. I'm not talking about perfection. I'm talking about walking in the way of the cross, boasting in the way of the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm talking about preaching this message, teaching this message. I'm not talking about condemning others that don't, but I will stay with what the Lord has shown me. There is a weeding out right now. There is a separation taking place. And some would use all the excuses in the world. Well, they just don't understand it. The Bible says through faith we understand. Anybody who don't understand it means their faith is not in it. Because when your faith is in what God has said, understanding comes with it. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Let's get into the Word this morning. Before we do, what a wonderful service we had yesterday here at Crossway Church. That's the first time Andrew, my son, and I preached together. Uh, The worship service was really just beyond wonderful yesterday here. the, 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 The anointing on the music and the songs... And, and just the, the, the sharing of the pulpits, as Andrew and I did, and just uh, the Holy Spirit using us and complimenting uh, the word that was taught yesterday. And I'm just so, I'm still just excited about it. I tell you, it seems like every time we get together as the family of God, whether it's here or a, a determined camp meeting, a determined youth meeting, I'm telling you, it's just... It, 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 It's so edifying and encouraging. And and I know it is for even those of you who watch online. And uh, we're just so thankful for what the Lord is doing in these last few moments of this of this age, which he's about to pull the curtain on. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's look into this today, and I'll probably go a little bit longer since uh, the Lord had me bring some things to the table this morning that I really wasn't even planning, had no idea, but the Lord says what he needs to say, and, and he does what he needs to do in the hearts of those that have a spirit-taught heart, those that have their faith anchored in Calvary's cross and that's where they're walking, hallelujah. Look, look at here today in Hebrews 11, uh, and this is part 11 on this first day of August, 2022. Let's start in verse eight today and now we're moving into the the, the picture of Abraham. And uh, we'll see some great things about Abraham. The Bible says in verse 8 of Hebrews 11, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he stood, which he should after receive for an inheritance, he obeyed and he went out not knowing where he was going. See, this is a part of faith. This is a part of faith. You and I have never seen Jesus outside of the spiritual realm through faith in what God has shown us through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. In the book of Hebrews, in earlier chapters, in Hebrews 2 and 9 and Chapters 12, verses 1 and 2, the Bible speaks of us looking unto Jesus or us seeing Jesus. Both of those scriptures reference His work of death on the cross, both of them. We've not seen Jesus in the flesh. And don't listen to those that say they have because the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I believe it's verse 16 or there about, that we no longer know Christ after the flesh. We don't know Him after the flesh. And, and so no man has seen, today has seen Christ. We weren't there on the cross. Uh, we weren't there when Jesus was crucified on the cross, but we have the Word of God and we can read and study, and faith comes, and faith always brings an image. Faith always brings an image, and that image God wants faith to bring is the image of His Son and His Son's life being laid down on Calvary's cross. And we know this is true because the Bible says we're being conformed into the image of the Son of God, Romans 8 and 29, and Philippians 3.10, that image of the Son of God is referred to as now that we're being made conformable into we are being made conformable unto the death of the Son of God. And 2 Corinthians 3.18 tells us that as we behold the glory of the Lord that we're being changed into that same image. So that lets us know the glory of the Lord that we're being changed into by the Spirit of the Lord is the death of Christ, not some bloody, gory mess, physically, fleshly, hanging on a tree, but the spiritual aspect of what Jesus did there for us. He was humbled and obedient completely, selfless completely, sinless completely. He was completely humble and obedient trusting in his father's judgment of righteousness. That's what Peter writes in chapter 1 of 1st Peter. So that's what we're being conformed into the image of the death of Jesus. That's why our faith daily has to be in that which we're being conformed into the image of, which is the death of Jesus. And the church has got it wrong for 2,000 years. We've thought that we received resurrection power for this or for that. The main reason you received resurrection power was to have the power to be able to be now by the Spirit changed into that glorious image of the death Of Jesus Christ, because you say, Well, no, 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 resurrection power is to experience the life. Well, life only flows out of death. Life only flows out of death. Hallelujah. Resurrection power has been given to us because we were raised with our Lord Jesus Christ in newness of life only because He was raised, only because of the power of the cross the power is in the death of jesus my friend the power of resurrection is in the death of jesus you need to understand that the power that you will experience the de- let me say it this way the degree that you and i experience resurrection power at any moment of any day is based on what we're doing with the cross by faith in that moment of any day. Resurrection power does not exist unless it flows out of faith in the death of Jesus Christ. That's what we're being made conformable to, not the resurrection. We're being made conformable unto that which gives power to the resurrection. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God, this is good stuff. But the Bible here says in verse 8, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, he obeyed. Let's say today that, and it's a reality, it's a truth, there is no absolutely no such thing as me having one ounce of faith Without an ounce of obedience, faith is a move of God, but it's also a move of man by God. Faith is a move of God, but it's also a move of man by the Spirit of God. Faith, if it's true biblical, scriptural faith, it's the faith (coughs) of the Son of God Who loved us and gave him, gave him, gave himself for us that we might live. There it is. We can't live unless our faith is in Jesus and what he did because he loved us, which was the giving of himself, his laying his life. The power in life only comes out of that. The, 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 the whole church, I won't even call different sects and denominations and what men call movements today. The move of God flows out of Calvary's cross through one's faith in Calvary's cross and to the degree one has their faith and dependence upon Calvary's cross or it's not a move of God, it's nothing but carnal flesh. It's nothing but carnal flesh. God doesn't do what he does in my life daily or your life daily or any Christian's life daily just because of the cross. He doesn't save anybody just because Jesus died on the cross. No, there has to be a believing in Christ to be baptized into the death of Jesus to be in the body of Christ and there also by the child of God has to be a continued now walk in that place he was immersed into the death of Jesus Christ Colossians 2 6 Abraham when he was called to go out into a place it was a place he had no idea of. it says that last part of not knowing where he went he didn't know where he was going. But God called him out. God calls you out. Many men, many men have been called out by God, but because they didn't know where they were going, they opted out of it. Many men have been called into the ministry, but because they couldn't figure it out and reason it out and see see the things they thought they'd need to make it happen, they opted out of it. Fear of not having this, fear of not being able to do this. God's not called you anywhere but out. Once you come out, then he can walk you in what he's called you to walk in. I need to say that again today. Listen, God's not going to show you all kind of things until you're obedient with just simply being called out. you got a lot of, a lot of folks setting up in these places now that... that have never ministered the word of the cross and 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 they and the people in some of the people in these places have heard this message over and over and over but and God has called them out but but they're they're fearful of losing relationships, which says a whole lot about what, how just how much they really are depending upon the cross and uh, but god has called men and women and, and and boys and girls out of certain places but when god calls you out and and if you go back and study this abraham just didn't get right up and bounce out of the land of the land of uh, of the chaldeans <clears throat> god didn't just call him and he said okay and he hopped up happy and took off no that's not how it happened it took him a little while to finally decide he was going to get up and get out. He Apparently he had some business he need, thought he needed to tend to first or he had some things he needed to do. You remember what Jesus said when he called certain individuals and the one guy said, well, no, I got to go bury my father. In other words, I got a funeral to go to and some people don't like this, but it's Jesus. It's Jesus. He told that man, he said, Let, come on, follow me. Let the dead bury the dead. You follow me. Man, man, folk don't like it. A lot of folk just don't like Jesus. Oh, they got some Jesus made up in their mind that they like, but they really don't like the one of the Bible. And when and when preachers preach the Jesus of the Bible, in certain avenues such as I just gave you the, that illustration, uh, that's why they get mad at the preacher. But, you know, preachers, uh, That's the way it's always been, but Abraham eventually believed God, eventually got up and got out. And we got to get up and we got to get out if God's calling us to get up and to get out. And that's exactly what the great move of the message of the cross has been over the last couple of decades now, to get the church to rise up and to get out of where they are and to get in what God has called them to be in. A lot of, thousands upon thousands of people have had to leave denominations. They've had to leave certain uh, local churches who've said, I I know of a certain preacher who, who, when we were invited by a group of people to come into a town probably a couple hours from here, that preacher said, do we really want that message in our town? Let me say to you today God wants this message everywhere in a preacher that would say that. He's on very dangerous ground and a preacher that would say that, my lord what what is he putting on the table every week uh, for his people? Well it's not what it's not what the Lord feeds his people because every if every word, if everything that God if the preacher's offering the people is not dipped in the blood of Christ, It's not God speaking. Do you know that God speaks in these last days by His Son? Hebrews 11, I'm sorry, Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. God in these last days speaks by His Son. Write this down now. Hebrews 12 and 24 tells us exactly how that happens. He speaks to us through the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus speaks, the Bible says, better things than the blood of Abel. Don't think for a minute that the blood, that that, that, that that the Lord is speaking somewhere outside the realm of where he offers you the life. The life is in the blood. The voice of God is through the blood. I, I, this is how narrow this is, my friends. This is how how narrow this truth really is. God's not speaking outside of the place where the life of Christ is found and offered, and that's only in the blood. And if faith comes, and it does only by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, then it must come through the blood if we're going to hear it properly, if the Holy Spirit's going to be able to apply it properly and many will exegetical and hermeneutically use those big academical words to try to milk down with the words of men's wisdom to make the cross of no effect or to make the cross not needed moment by moment, not needed in the pulpit moment by moment, but let them be all what they may in their own minds. Let us carry the cross with the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Which mind was a mind to come and suffer and to lay his life down. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. That's what the Bible says and that's what we've got to walk with. All this, all this, man, these people, you know, you've wa- we've watched them over the last three or four years. They've hermeneutically and exegetically begin to squirm and try to... Uh, Define really this and really that, and to, you know, moving away from a focus and a boast and dependence, and 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 a, and a message in ministry sold out to the message of the cross. And it's and it's obvious, and all the hermeneutical and exegetical squirming, it only manifests more that they're not walking in step with what the apostle Paul wrote, wherever they are, whoever they are many there are many 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 in many different places who've got on board and caught on fire only to have that fire put out through the lust of the flesh it is the only thing the only thing that can put the fire out of the cross of Christ that burns within your heart is self selfishness the lust of the selfish flesh never forget that If if self is ruling, I won't stand and contend for the faith. And I tell you, there's a great deceitful deception today among many who think they're honoring men, but the deceitfulness that's found in the heart there is really not we're honoring men, but we're wanting men to honor us. I want people, somebody's listening to this, they're hearing this and they know The Holy Spirit's telling them, I've been dealing with you for a while. I've been showing you things that should have moved you like I moved Abraham up and out a long time ago. Abraham didn't even have the faith we have today. They couldn't have because Jesus brought a whole new faith, hallelujah. He brought a whole new grace, hallelujah. They lived by grace through faith. But if you look down here at the bottom of this chapter in verse 39, you'll see all the and these all having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. My friend, you and I, as new covenant children of God, we've received the promise of the Lord Jesus Christ, the promise of the Spirit of God. We ought to surely be able to hear better and walk better in a more secure place. And when God tells us to get up and get out, and he's still doing that, my friends, I know I speak from experience. And and he's still doing it Now, today, on this day, the question is, is the same question when the voice of the Lord came to Abraham, will we hear? Will we rise up and be found in obedience as Abraham was by faith when he was called to go out into a place that he didn't know where he was going, which he should after receive for an inheritance, he obeyed and went out. Listen, if God's calling you to remove yourself from a place or from some false doctrine or some anything God's calling you out of, you've got to understand, my friend, that if God's calling you out, he's only going to guide you into something so much better than you ever could have imagined that you had where you were. Our problem is we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to piece it all together, put it all, I'm talking about us. We try to piece it all together, put it all together, and then when we get enough of the puzzle put together, now this is the puzzle of our own mind. We get enough of our thoughts gathered and put together, then we might start tiptoeing out a little bit. But when we find one of the puzzle pieces, oh, I think I put that in the wrong place and I don't know where to put it. We could end up 30 years down the road. I've been told by men that I've been called to preach all my life. But fear has kept me from doing it. What a sad testimony to admit disobedience to God. Because it's far more, it's far more than just not doing what I'm called to do. and that's, No, it's disobedience. If Abraham obeyed God, that means if he didn't get up and get out, he was disobeying God. And you can sit there and waller in the carpet and cry tears and stain the carpet with your tears for 50, 60 years. Declaring God's mercy and God's goodness and God's this and God's that. And he is all of those things that we'd be declaring if it's the word telling us who he is. But disobedience. And just declaring the mercy of God in my disobedience doesn't change the fact that God loves me. But it also doesn't change the fact that I'm walking in disobedience. And there's consequences for that. Always. And so we have today received the promise. We have today been called out of the world and into Christ. But now the church is being called out of religion, golden calf building, out of those among those who refuse to subject themselves to the way of the cross. Moses comes down the mountain they they hadn't been out of Egypt but a, about fifty days, <laughs> not even two months. And Moses had gone up the mountain. He's not come down yet. They build a golden calf. Moses comes down the mountain. and Said, "Who's on the Lord's side?" Notice, there's there's more to that than just who who's on the Lord who's in the Lord's group. Who's on the Lord's pierced side? Let's talk. Let's look at that for a minute. Who's on the Lord's side? Who, who's, who's going to come back to the the way of and faith in what God did to get us out of Egypt? The blood. Not anything we construct with our own hands. Not words of men's wisdom. Simply the cross. That which pointed to Calvary. We'll talk more about Abraham in, in, in our next session uh, Thursday morning. Uh, so don't forget to gather around the Word of God with us here on the Old Path Bible Study. We're going to stay on that old path till we cross that finish line. It's the only path that God offers righteousness and the fruits thereof, the victory, the the peace, the joy, the strength. Everything He's offering is found on that old path. Hallelujah. That old path that began with the promise in Genesis 3.15, the seed of the woman Going to crush your head, devil. You'll bruise his heel, but he's going to crush your head. That promise was manifest on Calvary's cross, my friends, and we esteem Christ and what he did at Calvary higher than anything else. And to prove it, we will preach it at all times. Point to it at all times, for it is. It is the glory Of heaven. And the most beautiful and magnificent thing that our Heavenly Father has ever seen among men is what His Son did at the cross. I hope you're learning that. I hope you're learning to cling to that truth and to never let go, even when we're tempted. And oh, we will be tempted by people, by this, by that. But really, it's always just our flesh. And it's our faith being tried. So I encourage you, if you're struggling, look to Calvary. There's wherever answer will be brought to you through. There's wherever ounce of deliverance will take place if you experience any. There's wherever fruit of the Holy Spirit will take place if any take place in your life. Only through the cross, not just because of the cross, but because of the cross, and our faith in the cross of Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. Don't forget about the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. Click on the store. Uh, icon there, the store tab. It'll take you there to the store where we have, I don't know, 10 to 12 commentaries. The new one is out, 99-page commentary on Galatians. Angel Peace's music CD is there, among other preaching CDs. And I just praise God for all of you who, like Abraham, are hearing the Lord call you up and out of anything that's not The way of the cross. God bless you. We love you. I'll see you next time. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.